This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I'm one-third of your host, Jeremy. I go by Black Downtown on Twitter. That's all you really need to know. And as usual, I'm joined by my friends, my co-hosts, and beloved members of Destiny's Dragons. Hello, everybody. It's Candice. You know me on all social media. It's not so newly at PC. I don't have any AKAs, because uh, I want to get into it since we've added something new to the lineup. But as usual, uh, Beyonce is here. Uh, you may know him from how he dragged Kristen by her roots last week. <laughs> and every week. Because <laughs> every week she'd be at a boat, though. And our friend be perturbed. And I understand. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> It is I, Curtis the Menace, aka Trillificent, on all social media. So let's get into the shit really quick. Uh, shout out to the people who have left reviews. Doing so has entered them in our end of summer giveaway. We want to give you all some shirts just to have some Ratchet Ramblings merch and rep the show. But in order to do so, you need to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. You have to write a review because the re- the ratings are anonymous. We can't see that. So you got to write a review. And it has to be five stars. I'm not giving you no fucking shirt if you leave four stars in your review. All right? Don't play in our face. And we won't play in yours because Candace is very efficient. You will have your merchandise within a week. <laughs> Just yeah. Real. Do what we ask you to do. Leave those five star reviews. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a family member, tell a coworker, whatever the case may be. Word of mouth. Listen, it is still the bee's knees when it comes to these podcast streets. I'm telling y'all. So that's that on that. Leave those reviews. And last week we mentioned that we were dropping love and hip hop and all of its iterations from our lineup. And that has left spaces, plural, for other shows that we want to cover. We asked y'all to give us some suggestions. So we got the most suggestions for Love After Lockup. But here's the thing. Um, I personally, and I'll let Jeremy and Candace get their feelings off on Love After Lockup. Personally, I feel like that is kind of sold up in these podcast streets. Like, I know Jaden XD covers... Love After Lockup Heavy, and I know another show that does too. Maybe What's the T with Nick Jew and uh, R to the Edgy. I think they cover it maybe on their Patreon, but that was my hesitation with Love After Lockup. I feel like it's already being covered and thoroughly, but I don't know. 
Jan uh Jandis. <laughs> Can- <laughs> That's our name when we get the gray on receiver. When y'all do the when y'all do the fusion high. <laughs> Super Saiyan twins out this bitch. <laughs> Listen. But oh, no, man. what do you, how did y'all feel about whether or not we cover love and hip hop? No, oh God, damn. <laughs> love after locker. <laughs> um so the thing is like i know love after lockup is like two seasons in but they be really long seasons like 30 40 episodes and shit like that and um if if we were coming in on like the first season maybe but i just feel like uh beyond the pole uh is on season one and we could go watch it on demand um so for me, also, um, I don't know if everybody on Love After Lockup is black or white, but I do prefer covering, you know, strongly black reality TV um, shows. That's fair. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, trash of color, if you will. <laughs> uh, for me, Love After Lockup is one of those shows, or one of those things where it's like people that I like like it, but it's not really for me. Because I'm gonna be honest, I gave it about. 15 to 20 minutes in and I was just like I don't care about none of this shit Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know I just for those who enjoy it cool I I can see the appeal but for me it's uh, it's a no one of our other shows that got suggested to us is more my speed which Mm -hmm. we'll get to in a second Mm. I will say this though if y'all are truly adamant about us covering love after lock up then we can work it out on the Patreon. <laughs> so <laughs> if you go yeah. subscribe to the Patreon, then we will figure out a way to cover love after lockup. But for the free side, eh. So the other thing, Hustle and Soul, again, I want to cover Hustle and Soul, but there's so many seasons in, it's going to be hard for us to pick it up. So we've mm-hmm. been talking about that. Maybe after this current season ends, we'll find a way to catch up on the past season so we can cover the next season but it's probably not gonna be feasible for this current season and like candace said beyond the poll we talked about it in the group chat and it was like you know it's two episodes in on the first season it's the perfect time to jump in and so that's what we did but that's not what we're going to cover first uh, um, and also with the shows, we still do have black ink and we have two black inks that are airing at the same time for whatever reason. Like I, because they love yeah. to play. I get it, but then I don't like, I, like Candace said <coughs> last week, I feel like the black ink brand is strong enough that they could have let Compton air on its own and see how it fared. Yeah. Like we didn't need yeah. New York to be going at the same time. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we may bounce back and forth between the two, but the likelihood of us covering both at the same time on an individual episode, probably not going to happen. And I stand, um, I stand a TV show that starts out as the underdog and then catches the big, gets a a big fish because uh, beyond the poll, when I first saw the previews for it, it was coming on like the urban movie channel or something like that like a real small channel that you have to pay a subscription to. So it must be doing, had done really well. Cause there's a whole first season, but we TV is airing it one, one by one episodes. Like you can't go watch the whole season unless you subscribe to the urban movie channel. 
Um, but they end up being picked up by WeTV. So it must be some good mess brewing in that show to go from a real small, relatively unknown uh, station to WeTV, who is becoming a big player in reality TV. Because mm-hmm. we're talking about WeTV, who does Growing Up Hip Hop, the franchise, the Braxton Family Values, um, Marriage Boot Camp, Life After Lockup, Love After Lockup. Uh, they got some other shit, too. Now Beyond the Pole, Hustle and Soul. All of that is on WeTV. So WeTV is becoming a big reality TV player. Yep. Uh, so for them to go from little to big, um, I mean, I, like I said, I stand the underdog. I want to see what it's about. What's so what's so dramatic and messy that they got picked up by WeTV? Mm-hmm. I want to know. And we saw some we saw some glimpses in these first two episodes, but I anticipated getting further along. But we're actually going to start with Real Housewives of Potomac. Season 4, episode 14, Open House and Closed Doors. So, really quickly, cameras were not allowed to film on the property when Ashley showed up at her father's house unannounced. But it sounded like what I thought it was in the last episode at the very end. He closed the door in her face after she was like, Hi, I'm Ashley, I'm your daughter. And he was like, fuck that shit. He closed the door, slammed the door in her face, her aunt face, her mama face, her uncle face, without a word. But to be fair, I'm just like, Ashley, all the signs were there. Like, he's connected to your mom on Facebook, but not you. Mind you, they connected on Facebook, but haven't had a conversation in 28 years. He blocked you when you tried to just say, hey, I'm Ashley. Michael told you this wasn't a good idea. I mean, it's still fucked up. Like, your uncle was like, no, nah, that ain't what you want, baby. But, Don't you know, do this. You have to learn you on your own. You're right. Um, and I'm going to say shout out to Bravo. Because I I appreciate y'all showing a deadbeat white father. Yeah. And that was pretty much it on that. So, Robin is trying to get into the trucking business. Mm. Girl. Um... And my thing Mm. with that was her thinking is that she wants to use her own truck to ship materials to her house flips or it did not make a lot of sense to me why she wanted to do it. And you've only flipped one house like you would think that you would do a few more flips and get your bearings on that business before you start trying to do your next venture. Like I get you just trying to collect information. That's that's my issue. Sweetie, you don't really (laughs) understand what the trucking business entails for you to want to buy a truck because baby, this is not like how what Giselle spent on that mini Cooper. (laughs) Those fucking trucks are expensive. And not only that, you have to have somebody to drive it and you have to pay them good money. Truck drivers don't make pennies. Nope. So before you go, you, you know what, Robin, you just stupid as fuck, bitch. And I'm going to tell you why. You jumped head first into this house flipping shit and didn't know what the fuck you was doing. So then you incur- you incurred all of these additional costs for fixing up that little ass house because you didn't know what the fuck you were getting into. And still don't. Nor and you, nor you your mama. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're just doing shit to do it and you're looking like a whole goddamn idiot out here. Yeah, well, she gonna do that anyway, cause that's just how she is. I mean, that's wonder why true. you can't stop being broke and shacking up with wine ass. Mm. You don't have no common fucking sense. Mm. 
Well, I, I mean, I, she got I, a little bit because Wani is fine. Yeah. A fine-ass dog who keep playing with you. That mm-hmm. nigga know he could come bury his bone in your backyard and then when he meet a bitch he really like, he could go be with her too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he was very appreciative of the haunted house outing for his birthday. So I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> so then Giselle shows up and she's like, have you thought this through? And then for whatever reason, she takes the opportunity to shade Karen. Like Karen Huger literally had nothing to do with any of this. And Giselle brings her up in her confessional. Like you really are obsessed with her, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candace and her mom and sister they go to a wine tasting all wearing the same matching fur vests looking like mm-hmm. a black ass mm-hmm. version of uh, First Wives Club mm-hmm. um, the only thing I took from that is Crystal which is Candace's younger sister by what she say a decade mm-hmm. it would make her about 22 23 years old she don't play with Dorothy's ass at Oh, nope. When she was trying to ask her about the therapy and Dorothy was like, oh, well, honey, I already know myself. I'm OK. I'm not about to do this with you. Whatever you say, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> yeah. You can so, sit up there with I'll, that foo-foo shit with Candace. Is that is that Dorothy's daughter, too? Yeah, it's Dorothy's daughter yeah. with her oh, okay. with her current husband. Yeah. Oh, okay. With Candace's yeah, stepfather. Her, yeah, they got different. Oh, OK, no wonder she don't have to lean on her mom for anything. She could go to her dad. No wonder she don't play with her mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm inclined to Good believe that her daddy don't play with Dorothy either. No, no. Dorothy only treat Candace like that. Dorothy mm-hmm. don't play with play in nobody else's face like that. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's always the case with them old, mean, surly types. Like, they know they try the, the ones that they can try. Anybody yeah. else, they get their face slapped. Yep. Verbally I, I or definitely, physically. I definitely would slap the donkey from Shrek off uh, off her face, <laughs> off Candy's mama's face. <laughs> Dorothy does look like Donkey from Shrek, and I'm not even here to to debate it. Like if you put a wig on Donkey, you gonna get Dorothy. Well, hey, I mean she is an ass, so it fits. Mm. Yeah. Uh, she did suggest, however, that Candace try to talk things out with Monique. Which no, imagine Dorothy being like, you need to work this out with Monique. I mean, who knows? It's, Dorothy's it, weird. It's, listen, it shouldn't even be shit to work out with Monique because Candace, if she had enough common sense, she wouldn't be uh, falling for shit that Ashley, uh, Giselle, and Robin say hook, line, and sinker. Because them girls have never liked you, child. Nope. And you need to be remember that on the your very first season on the show, Robin and Giselle. Uh, paid you in dust every chance that they got. Mm. Every single chance that they got. So you falling for they bullshit, girl. Well, it's not, it it's literally money. just Giselle like bringing the shit up to be like she always does, be shady and you know ulterior motive having ass like she usually do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's Candace true. just falling for it because there was really no need for. Giselle to bring that up. Well, Giselle and Robin, but mostly Giselle. There wasn't no need to bring that up. Like, oh, she showed me text messages. Girl, wh- wh- why, why does that matter? I don't know Curtis will get to it later, but why the fuck? Wh- who gives a shit? Because I bet it ain't me. Well. <laughs> I know and it ain't me. 
Mm. We slide on over to Robin's open house. She finally finished mm. renovating that goddamn house. Mm. That two bedroom shack. Mm. Them little bitty closets and everything. Chateau Robin. I mean, they uh, the the aesthetics of the flip were not bad. Like it wasn't a bad flip. It's just a small house. Like it is what it is. Somebody will buy it. Yeah. Um. I don't know who. I can't imagine ever buying a two bedroom house anywhere. But that's just me personally. I feel like if it's a house, it needs to yeah. have at least three bedrooms. I I was gonna say like yeah. If I'm a if it's two bedrooms, I might as well rent an apartment. To be completely honest, I'm not. I'm not buying a two bedroom house. There is no room for expansion in a two bedroom house. Uh, I take that back. Maybe if I'm retired and older, my kids is grown and gone. Maybe. Cool. Me, me and Mike, London gone. We ain't, we ain't had no other kids. And we just got a spare bedroom that could double as a man cave or a guest room. Cool. But a thriving younger person or couple. No, I don't see a reason to buy a two bedroom house. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why it took like 10 months to renovate it. I mean, I do, because Robin don't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, I was going to say, you beat me yeah. to it. It's a bozo in charge, so, you know. I'm To be quite honest, she lucky she didn't get scammed. <laughs> mm. Again. Because that's part of the thing with house flipping and renovation. There's so many goddamn scamming-ass, quote-unquote, contractors mm-hmm. that I, half of me was like, is this going to... Is Robin about to get scammed on this show again? Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. So, blah, blah, blah. All the ladies show up. Uh, Giselle is the last one to show up. And, and the she first one Im- to show her ass. The only one to show her ass, to be honest. she Im- yeah. No, she wasn't the last one because I forgot Candace showed up after her. But everybody right. else was there and situated other than Giselle and Candace. And then Giselle shows up. And just is immediately on some bullshit. She immediately starts attacking Monique. Like Monique gave her a hug and she's like, oh, that fake shit. And And I'm just like, I'm still so lost about what Giselle's issue with Monique is. Like it was not that many episodes ago that y'all had made up at whoever's wedding. Was that Candace's wedding? Yeah. yeah, y'all made up. You decided not to be doing this back and forth. And as Candace has reiterated multiple times, I will take the mantle in doing so. At this point, that woman is pregnant. What reason do you have to be arguing and fighting with her? And she is pregnant as hell, like getting ready to give birth in the next few weeks. Pregnant. Y'all hoes are so mad, Giselle and Robin, because Robin, you be in on the bullshit too. It just so happened that your quote unquote friend brought the bullshit to your door this time, mm-hmm. literally. Um, y'all have been mad in the motherfucker that Monique don't let y'all knee deep in her business. This is all this is about. She too closed off. She want to be Miss Perfect. She does. She that third. No, she a grown motherfucker who know how you bitches get down. And she's not going to give you an opportunity to uh, use her personal life as y'all motherfucking messy playground. Mm, like you did with Karen. You, you, mm. Like and you Ashley. did with Karen and mm. Ashley and Candace. Mm. Every chance she get, you know, mm. bringing up that she live in the in the, t- the townhouse or the condo that her mom owns and this, that, and the third. You hoes are not slick. Mm. Y'all been mad in a motherfucker for a long time that Monique see right up and through y'all. 
You don't need to know her personal business. You don't need to know what her and Chris got going on. You don't need to be in their finances. Because y'all don't really like her. So what? for what reason would a motherfucker that you don't really like open up to you? Help me understand. All of that. Well, that makes sense. You know, that don't make sense to motherfuckers who live for miss because they want to be in everybody miss to turn it right back around on them. Because they ain't got shit going on for themselves. Giselle and Robin literally have nothing going on for themselves. Not a goddamn thing. Well, we see what Robin has going for herself and is lackluster at best. Mm. And Giselle, we know your tea. Mm. Yeah, you can't keep a man. And and it ain't even no... It ain't even... You not take that back. Fuck a man. You just can't keep anything that resembles happiness around you. Your kids don't be wanting to be bothered with you 87% of the time. Sherman didn't want to be bothered with your ass. A lot of the girls in the group don't see it for you. Girl, it's you. It's not everybody else. It's not Monique. It's you. Yep. And she the only one that can't see that. You and Karen still at odds because you refuse to leave that woman alone. Like, it's you, girl. And your PT Cruiser mini cruiser mini cooper whatever the fuck like at the end of the day giselle you have all the makings to be the baddest of bitches and you are basic as fuck and you mad mm-hmm. that people can tell mm-hmm. and you mad that people like monique who you feel like are beneath you are doing better than you but when um, you have that hateful ass spirit <laughs> i gotta interrupt this real quick uh I know that y'all heard that Curtis was on live, uh, was on the news, girl, live, the gay side stories, <laughs> and I re- he t- he put it on Facebook and I reposted it. And while somebody just jumped on and was like, "I'm still crying over him dragging Ogbar's child support song." <laughs> you have no child. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I, I told her shout out to Fallon. She's an avid listener. She listens to Crown and Collar. She's listened to Gay Side. Listens to Ratchet Ramblings, Not So Newlyweds, and everything. Um, that is a top two moment, and it's not two. Yes. So that will live with you for the rest of all days, friend. Things that you did that. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> we, we can go back because child, it's still fuck Giselle and them. Absolutely, I, you. I'm so tired of pretty bitches being ugly inside. Mm-hmm. That's you a are a waste. Mm. You are a waste. You got this beautiful exterior because I I'm not gonna sit up here in front. I I don't hate or love Robin with short hair, but Robin is very pretty. Giselle, yeah. very fucking pretty, and they fine. Like, yeah, this is the, this one of the shows where a lot of the women on the show are attractive. Yes. I will say that. They not ugly. You know, I mean, Candace not ugly to me. She just a bozo. Wish she, she just a bozo. But this one of the more attractive cast of reality TV shows. But you bitches act so ugly. You are so ugly inside. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to fuck up your friend bag to argue with a super pregnant woman. Mm. Over nothing, really. Over nothing. Thank you. Over nothing. Because you don't have no reason to be mad at Monique, Giselle. None. And you keep playing in our face, girl. And and quiet as it's kept, Monique was getting your ass together, too. (laughs) I mean, shit, it's easy. It's easy to get her together. And fucking Okay. Imagine being mad and calling Monique fake and you Giselle. 
one of the fakest motherfuckers on the bucket, maybe even in all the franchises. Girl, I know you fucking Listen, lying to me. Because, Giselle, you have been on your Jackie Christie for mm. most of the season. Every time something gets told to you, here you go repeating it. You and Robin. Mm. Like, whatever was told to you about what Monique did when she talked to Ashley concerning Candace, that was not for you to be spreading around. Mm-hmm. And then you took that and decided, oh, yeah, well, she a snake, so I ain't never liked the bitch anyway. Fuck her. She can podcast till she die. Well, you can drive the wheels off that Mini Cooper till you drive off a cliff, bitch. How about that? <laughs> well done. <laughs> I had enough of the green-eyed <laughs> bitch because you ain't no bandit, bitch. <laughs> green-eyed bandit. Girl, I know you fucking lying. And the fact that you you don't, you don't even care that Monique showed um answer them goddamn text messages. You really don't even care. You just use that as a shield for whatever issue you got with Monique because you really don't have one. You just needed something to do, and you picked the worst thing to do with Giselle. You can't be this fucking bored, bitch. God damn. She, is, she ain't got nothing going for herself. Her God kids are getting damn. to the point where they are starting to be independent. The one daughter was like, I'm extra independent because you ain't never showed me much attention in the first fucking place. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. the other daughter's getting ready to go into uh, high school. And you don't show any of your alleged business ventures on the show. Mm. So all we know is that your personal life is and has been in disarray for quite some time. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there some shit? Either there was tea being spilled because they don't like Giselle or it was some new development. But isn't there some shit about Jamal Bryant not having no money and having to split yeah. uh, mm-hmm. child support like 11 ways? Like, mm-hmm. girl, we see why you mad. You can sit up there and try to make Monique be the bad guy all you want to. That pregnant ass woman ain't did shit to you, has done everything in her power to get to get along with you. No Khalees. OK, and as much as we drag Monique for driving into that ditch, she is one of the more likable bitches on the show. And yeah, you absolutely. Mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. She got everything going on that you wish you had going on. I mean, I don't know if you wish she was pregnant and still having children. But to me, it seems like Monique is living the life that you wish you did. And that jealousy mm. is eating your ass alive. Mm. Yep. That's mm. all it is. It ain't nothing but a classic case of being jealous. And then you feel like, in a part of you feel like because you light-skinned, like you should be revered higher than Monique is. But you don't have shit going for you. Mm. You really don't. That janky ass cosmetic line that we hear about once or twice every fucking season, but have yet to see in any type of in an Ulta, in a Sephora, in a CVS, in a motherfucking Walgreens. We don't see that shit nowhere. Allegedly, it's in Target, but I ain't seen the receipts on that. Mm. She got Which all this one? shit to say. Mm. She got all this shit to say about Karen business being in Discovery. Well, bitch, it seems like yours is lost. Listen, I don't, whatever the fuck the Hugers got going on, the Karen ain't driving no motherfucking 2013 Mini Cooper. Mm. Mm. Let that, let that sit in your spirit, bitch. Mm. All this hatred you got for everybody else, you can't get yourself together. Mm. Sit in that green wheeled bandit. Tired ass bitch, child. Hmm. That's all I, I Karen asked the hard hitting question because Karen was like, Giselle, why did you bring this back? I mean, no, she asked Ashley. Sorry. She was like, Ashley, why did you take this back to Giselle? 
What was the purpose? What was the end goal of you going and telling Giselle about this? About oh, yeah. this conversation? I got, I got it from Ashley, yeah. You had this conversation with Monique directly. Why did you go tell uh, Robin and Giselle about it? I was like, thank you, Mrs. Huger. Ask the hard-hitting questions, because we need to know. We deserve to know. And so then Candace shows up, and <laughs> she walked in to Monique getting Giselle's ass together, because she didn't have nothing for Monique. And Candace tries to say that Monique doesn't really like Ashley, and all of that is fake, so she don't understand why she did that and showed those text messages in the first place. And I'm just only thing I could kept thinking was, Candace, why is that your business? Why are you so stuck on trying to prove that somebody don't like somebody else and that they fake for dealing with them? Because if that was the case, bitch, you wouldn't have no friends in the, on, on the show other than maybe Karen. Right. Mm-hmm. If they wasn't the, being fake, who would be fucking with you for real? That, no and fucking body. <laughs> and not only that, Monique said, like, girl, I move past the shit. Like, how how you more mad at a bitch than me and I move past it? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you yeah. keeping the mess going? Yeah, that's my thing. What is it that y'all want from Monique in terms of Ashley? Because contractually, they have to film together. And that's the thing. No matter which one of you bitches don't like each other, y'all all have to film together because y'all are contractually obligated to do so. So what would we have a very pregnant Monique do every time she sees Ashley Darby. But the thing about it is with all of this going on, Monique and Ashley still don't have an issue with each other. Not once have they addressed each other like, you fucked up, you shouldn't have said that, or you shouldn't have told them what I said. They don't have no issue with each other. So how are y'all trying to, to usher in a beef that don't exist between people that are not you? Like, just stand up, say it with your chest. You don't like Monique. You don't have a reason for not liking her. You just don't like her. You know what? That's valid, too. Every now and then, we come across a motherfucker we don't like. Just on the strength of them being alive. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but ain't nobody going to respect you when you when you refuse to say it with your chest. Mm-hmm. Because even it's, it's- Juan was back there like, what the fuck is Giselle talking about? And even still, I'm I'm still trying to understand what anybody would what would they have pregnant Monique do? Mm-hmm. What why would pregnant Monique be arguing with Ashley, Karen, Giselle, Robin, or any fucking body else? We keep coming back to why y'all doing all this carrying on with a pregnant woman. Not even even if she wasn't pregnant, Monique hasn't been bothering anybody this season. She literally has tried to include the girls in everything pertaining to her pregnancy. She's been as, I'll be honest, she's been as open as she should have been with the girls this season, considering how they have continuously carried on about her in previous seasons. Agreed. She's extended everybody in Olive Branch that they truly do not deserve. Mm, And that, that includes Ashley, Robin, Giselle, and whoever the fuck else. So, child, give it a fucking break. Because just last season, y'all was calling that girl every type of alcoholic in the book. Mm-hmm. Now y'all don't understand why she don't want to be close with y'all. Mm-hmm. Why she ain't open up to y'all. And the reason her and Ashley have gotten even close is because Ashley is trying to be on the same journey of pregnancy. Even even with that, Monique was very nice in extending the olive branch because I wouldn't have given a fuck about anything Ashley went through. 
Right. After she made it her business to keep telling the girls you was an alcoholic. And then her story kept changing. It went from two martinis to six martinis to four martinis to two martinis and two beers and two shots. Like, child, listen, Monique a better woman than I'll ever be because I would have been giving y'all bitches my pregnant ass to kiss all season long and daring y'all to do anything about it. That part. <laughs> what y'all going to do? Not a not a thing. Not a thing. But that was pretty much that episode of Potomac. Uh, I skipped a lot of that stuff because I didn't care about all that stuff. We got right to the meat and the potatoes with the little gravy. So we'll be back on that next week. And now we have a new entry. I'm excited to talk about this. We got Beyond the Pole. Y'all mentioned it. And so we will be covering it. So Jeremy, take it away. Is it Jeremy? Yeah. Yes, uh, beyond the pole. <clears throat> so, I I would give my oh, it has the it's still we came in at the right time. Let me say that I think we all in agreement with that. Um, it's not it didn't well we two episodes in hasn't knocked anything out of the park just yet. But the seeds are there. Like I can I definitely see the potential. Um, especially given the subject matter. Um, it is based here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's two, two episodes in. It is details of women in the <clears throat> gentleman's club life. Uh, some of them trying to make it a career. Some of them, most of them trying to get up out of it. Um, they on the pole, y'all. I don't know what yeah. Jeremy talking about. These these are some strippers. <laughs> like, well, they on the pole. They on the pole, but they didn't show them really being on the pole. Well, most of them are not pole workers, so yeah. But we they did show them throwing ass, so which I did appreciate. And most of them got a lot to throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have who we have what we have. I only know three names. I know Ling Ling is Ling the non-black. Sugar, we, uh, Ling Ling, no, she is non-black. We have Lee, Ling Ling, Lee Lee, uh, Bree. We have oh yeah, uh, Bree. Sugar Sugar Cake, Angel Cake, Angel Cake. Sorry, Angel Cake. A Stormy. Stormy, the consultant. Yeah, the, the Stormy, consultant. The consultant like and, uh, and Scraps Baby Mama, Tierra. Yeah, Tierra's making an appearance on there. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember the girl with the big afro. That's that's Lily. Yeah, Lily, okay. Let me tell y'all something. What's, wait, what's the light skin one that talk like uh, Anais? From Love Hip Hop. She do. <laughs> I forget her. Oh no, that's Angel Cake. That's Angel Cake. Yeah, okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I should have wrote the names down, but I didn't because it ain't my show to cover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucking show opened up with Young Jock sitting there looking the fuck stupid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it opened up with a fight with Bree. I think, yeah, Bree visiting another another club that she's not. She that's not her club. She, I guess, what they call them guest strippers. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but she get into a fight the first episode because the girl, the girl's um, name 
Summer, whose club that she's visiting, she is upset that basically because Jock is paying her attention. But and didn't Jock it, invite Labrie yes. there? Yes. yes. Did. Yeah. So why are you but mad Brie, at her? <laughs> Rigo in her confessionals is like it's a it, right. She was like, "Bitch, I'm just trying to hear. I'm just here trying to make money." But she goes into her confessional saying like, "This is a thing in the clubs. Like girls are very territorial with who they entertain, especially if they are regular." Which I'm guessing Jock is a regular. Well, I, I get that. Like Jock. we got that. Like she usually dances for Jock. I got mm-hmm. that. But if your client requests somebody else to come in there, what good is it going to do for you to be trying to fight her? Because you ain't going to do nothing but make your client mad, which you did. Young Jock was like, if you don't get your ass away from here with this bullshit. Jock was like, fix your lip and get the fuck on. I'm trying to enjoy this. (laughs) Jock was like, why are you still talking? He was kind of talking down on her, I feel, because she was a stripper, but she was also doing the most. Yeah, he was like, the only thing you should be doing is throwing air. And then the other thing is, I think that she was jealous because Labrie had more body than her. Mm-hmm. She had Labrie a whole lot it. more ass. Yeah, whole now, lot more titty. Yeah. Now the ass, I was like, mm. now it looks mm-hmm. mostly good, but that thigh ratio is a mm-hmm. little the, bit them, off. The ass and the thighs, they the mm, <laughs> they do not tell that a ratio. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, she is very, very, very pretty in the face. Yes, she is. And yes, she is. you know, she was doing her thing, and that girl, she was mad at now, and that they had a brawl, honey. That fight was like, uh, what's the name of the movie with Lisa Ray? Uh, the Players Club. Oh, Players yes. Club. Yeah, yes. when they <laughs> mm-hmm. they was tearing off wigs and every goddamn thing. They had a thing. brawl, mm-hmm. and I, in the first five minutes, I was here for it. And then you know, cause they ain't have they ain't got security. It was just a random nigga that came in the back and broke him up like yep. minutes after the fight. After the fact, it's like you late as fuck. They in here scrapping. Listen, in the cameraman, they ain't coming from behind the camera. They just let the hoes fight. <laughs> sure, uh, let them hoes fight. Mm. I was here for it I, because you know we love miss. So first few minutes we got miss. Boom, I'm in. Um, they did a. Of uh, introduction to basically everybody, it was kind of like you know it's one of them show openers, you know them, you know here's everybody, we gonna introduce everybody, here's everybody's backstory, and this is you know what I'm doing, and I am selling this, and I you know I do flat tummy tea on the side, and I'm in school, and I'm also trying to be a bad bitch, um nurse and shit, and I just happen to strip on the side, so you know I. I was okay. I get where you're going. I, I see what you're doing. Um, but also, I'm here for the ass and shaking up the ass. Like, I give me backstory, but also give me. I was finna make a real fuck. Give me joke. stripping. Give yeah. me. <laughs> I was finna give take me it stripping. And, and like, I know it's beyond the pole, but give me some pole too. You got to yeah. give me some pole so we could get beyond it. Yeah. <laughs> Friend, you're mine. I stand. I mean, but yeah. she told the truth. Yeah, she did. She definitely did. I mean, because the truth of the matter is nobody is actually beyond the pole. Like, so we're going to see the journey of them trying to get from beyond the pole. Mm-hmm. But give us, I mean, and the thing about it is I don't think any of the actual cast are pole workers. So, you know, we're not going to get all the acrobatics. We're not going to get no Miami tip type shit. No. Um, But we that's fine because they got plenty of ass. Mm-hmm. And nobody is really like ugly, ugly on the cast. No, um, no, it's one in spirit that's ugly, which <laughs> I'm gonna get to in a minute. But uh, but so Labrie 
makes her connection. She has this life coach called Stormy. What's what's the name? What's her full title? Stormy. Stormy Wellington. Stormy Wellington. Wellington Beef. Thank you for that, Curtis. Um, (laughs) And she invites everybody to Stormy Wellington's house, air quote, which is really an Airbnb. But she called it a house, but whatever. So I was on the fence of that because like, it gave good traction to get dragged. But I wonder if that was like a quote-unquote boss move where it's like, I don't know y'all, so y'all can't come to my actual house, so I'm going to rent an Airbnb instead. Hmm. I, mm, I'm I'm kind of hmm. because it's like point. I see your point. I'm just wondering, like, if I was in this position, I mean, really any position, it's like, do I want people in my house? Yeah, I, I yeah, because you then you think about it, like if somebody start fighting, you don't want them in that tan up yo shit. Mm, so I wonder true. if she did that on purpose or if this Although was just was about, she was about to, you know, if. Even though she was about to get into her guy, well, she ain't no about to. She did get into her goddamn self, but I, I can see that. Yeah, I can see it. Maybe I don't know. I might be giving her too much. Uh, we'll have to see the rest of the season so I can ascertain where she falls on the Bozo Kinsey scale. So the Bozo Kinsey scale, I like it. Mm. Uh, mm. but that's fair. That's fair. Right now, she's ranking pretty high because she looks stupid yeah. as fuck during this episode. But go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with the theory, but because it's her, you know, it's, you got to put it on the curve. But she invites, Labrie sets up this means she invites everybody to, you know, Stormy's abode. You know, we just call it an abode. And Lily shows up and it just, but, but first of all, before we even get to Lily showing up and how I went left, Stormy Wellington is abrasive as all fucks. Like the whole, I'm surprised it took Lily getting enough for it to go left. To be perfectly honest, because she was talking reckless, like as to as soon as the girl showed up. Like I, I'm always yeah. cautious of these life coaches that swear they have all the answers, but it's like, do we do we really know you? Since like, can you really all this breezy shit you talking about? You know, I I break bread with millionaires. Like I I don't I I've been on the pole and I got off the pole and I got all this and that and I'm gonna teach you. How, but it's like, can do you have anything that we can ascertain to you? This success that you have, or we just going off your hearsay? Like I because, mean, because she really was, she had big click energy and she like you know my milkshake brings all the dollars to the yard, but. Mm-hmm it really came across as you were trying to cut down to the meat of what these girls do outside of stripping. So you could ascertain their worth and in your mind where you need to start as far as building them up. But first of all, the issue that you had, the, well, the issue that she had is that you came into this thinking that everybody is your son and you got all the answers. You going to help these poor, unfortunate girls, but your assistant has to be wanted like these girls don't know nothing about you for real they don't know you so for you to be coming off so abrasive asking them all these tough questions like are they questions that they should be able to answer yes but it's like but they don't know you like nobody's agreed for you to be their mentor so for you to be acting like you already in that position you came across doing too fucking much right and that was before lily got there when she does get there 
immediately when Lily gets there, you got some shady shit to say about her, her confessionals, about her dress, and about, you know, her hair and stuff. Her and shoes. Then, her, it, right. Right. So you had an issue as soon as Lily walked in the door. And then when when you go around the room asking everybody, what did they, what did they do? What's your exit plan? You know, where, where do you want to go? And Lily says, well, you know, I'm stud- studying. Well, she, she's well, she studying ec- um, business and economics, I believe it was. And immediately once Lily says that, here goes Stormy Wellington. Well, well, what is it? Well, girl, did I did I not just tell you that I'm studying it? Like I'm. <laughs> well, to be fair, when she first said it, she was like, "I'm studying some things." Like she was trying to be vague, and instead of saying it with her chest, like I'll let you know what I'm doing in my own time. Like you don't need to accost me, me with all these fucking questions. And we just met. You haven't even introduced yourself and told me what it is that you do and why you feel like you have this authority to talk about my life. So I did give her that, but. Stormy took that shit way left. Like it didn't need to be that. Like if you felt like she was stupid or she was a fraud or she wasn't ready for the advice that you're willing to give her, then why not just disengage? Right. Be like, she's not worth my time. You You wasted my time. Time is money. All them cliche ass, ditty ass uh, sayings that she spot out. If that's how you, if that's how you really feel, then why, why even waste your time giving, giving it energy? Right. Because Lily was not trying to go all there with you. Lily was like, okay, bitch, like, <laughs> if you say so, girl. Because the thing is, like, she immediately, like, well, because imme- immediately when Lily gave her answer, she was like, well, I'm going to change the subject. I'm not trying to debate. And Lily was like, well, girl, I didn't think we so, were debating. I yeah. thought we were having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stormy is weird. And, and prior to this, I did some digging on Stormy just to see what was fact and what was fiction about her. And she do got a real genuine come up story, according to the good sis Google. You know, mm. she... Uh, you know, a rough childhood started stripping as a teenager. When she got out of stripping, she ended up working for a collections department, making $13 an hour. She did amazingly well in that job and said that, you know, she ended up as a collections person collecting over a million dollars in closed accounts, which brought the attention to the CEO of the company who then gave her some dream position Um making six figures a year and then she just you know kept networking kept networking. so her hustle is real her attitude is stank yeah. and i'm not finna sit up here and play with you girl if you can't talk to people potential uh people that you want to mentor get to know help build their brand help them get off the pole then you don't need to be doing what the fuck you doing yeah you can't build nobody That's- up trying to talk down to them like that's literally the opposite that's all the water it's a fine line between being rude and being real you were being rude yeah and i wouldn't i'm i wouldn't want to work with no rude bitch you're not finna play in my face yeah lily was told production like take these cameras off take these cameras i'll take this mic off i'm not doing this and lee and stormy just kept going kept going and you supposed to you supposed to be the coach you supposed to be these Girls, Elden, you up here carrying on acting the fuck stupid, doing the fucking most. Who gonna take advice from you? Who gonna who gonna want to coach you? Unless it's somebody that want that want to um kiss kiss your ass and shit. Nobody with sense. Yeah, Stormy needed to get beat the fuck up for that little uh interchange. I was like, girl, it's not that deep at all. Like seriously, 
sit your ass down somewhere. Especially because she was strong. Lily looked like she was about a good two two to three inches tall and you girl she well I mean I know size don't always matter but girl she beat you the fuck up like if you don't calm your ass down the other thing it with just, that is that Stormy kept that going for so long yeah yeah like, she kept talking about it after mm-hmm. even after Lily had left I was mm-hmm. like give it a fucking break girl we get it you feel like she ain't on your level but you sure it is scoop down to her shit beyond her level with mm. all this arguing, and she was shit. She was the one who came across as enlightened and had something, something poignant to say. And you just came across as, if you ain't listening to me, then you stupid and you a bitch, and I have every right to drag you. And it's like that's not how this works, beloved. And you should know that. As much success as you have had, according to yourself and Google, you should know that this is not how you talk to people. This is not how you get people to do what you want them to do. And if this is your idea of offering help. Help yourself to this slice of ass that you can kiss, bitch. How about that? That part. Help yourself I... to these hands, bitch, because you keep talking to me crazy. I'm going to slap fire out your motherfucking ass. Because mm, Lily kept telling the producer, like, let her go. Let her go. She she jumping back. She she want to leap. <laughs> let her leap, which I don't blame. Because, you know, as my friends alluded to, I know damn well you you did not get to where you are talking to people crazy. Ain't no way in here you closed that many accounts and made these million, these millions and these dollars talking to people the way that you talked to Lily. I know you fucking lying to me, Stormy. Nah, she absolutely didn't. And uh, we're not going to pretend like she did. And like Curtis said, she just c- kind of got this mentality like she thinks she better than those girls. And mm-hmm. so she can talk to them any way that she sees right. fit. Because she's not, not on the pole no more and these girls are. Well, sis, you can get hit with a pole. You keep talking to motherfuckers like that. Big facts. <laughs> I don't know what Big the fuck facts. to tell you. Um, and then after she leaves, um, Angel, Angel Cake, I think it was, yes, it was Angel Cake that came and was like, well, what's the tea? What the fuck did I miss? Mm-hmm. And they catch her up and she reveals that she, I didn't like this from, from Angel. Honestly, um, she is is saying she pulled a Giselle going too far. Mm. How so? Because she she came um, and basically was gassing, um, gassing Stormer up, saying that, you know, the first time she met Lily, she had this air of, you know, superiority about herself. And, you know, she has to be the smartest person in the room at all times. And I'm like, if that's how you feel about Lily, that's fine. But I just saying this after they just got into it with Stormy acting the way that she acted. I just, I, oh, um, I, I wrote that I off really as strategy. Like, like, no, it's 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 boo boo. It's fucked up for her to have done that. But to me, that was straight up strategy. That was, I see an opportunity to get close to this woman that can help me get off the pole and make some money and if she want to shit on the bitch that i already don't particularly care for then that's all let me let me sprinkle uh the sesame seeds on that bun of hatred like a weird bonding technique now is there a huge potential for that to blow up in her face later absolutely but i recognize on this episode well you know game recognize game but you can tell that Lily ain't never been no punk. So when she hear about the shit, she immediately is going to go press Angel Cakes mm-hmm. about it. And I'm not mad at that. But yeah, Stormy came across like 
I get it. You want to be the Shawnee O'Neal of strippers, but not with that attitude. Like, they don't need you talking to them like they trash for you to get your point across to help them. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, you got a point there. And not only that, bitch, all this, I want to help you do it to keep your clothes on. Like, it's a lot of... Stormy Stormy says scammer to me because she got a lot of respectability politics. Yeah. Like, her spiel has never been, I just want to help you build your brand and have something after the poll. I, I can help you make $1,000 and keep your clothes on. Bitch, what's the big deal? You know what Stormy right. reminds me of? She reminds me of people that are big and then they lose weight, they get in shape or whatever, and then they start turning their nose up at uh, people that are still big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's her whole MO. Right. Like, How you have you so much that. contempt for strippers when you used to be a stripper and you supposedly mm-hmm. trying to help them get off the pole, but you got contempt for them being on the pole. Like they doing yeah. what they need to do right now. It's not like you offering them money so that they can have some time to get off the pole and get their stuff together and then get their endeavors. Like they still got to pay bills. They have kids to raise. Most of them, it sounded like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all yeah. of this yeah, is, just, is counterproductive, just, yeah. love. What is you doing? Yeah. Her whole yeah, her whole get down to me, it it reads hotep to me for some reason. Like, I mm-hmm. can help you do that and keep your clothes on and blah blah blah. Like, girl, strippers is gonna strip and stripping been a thing since stripping been a goddamn thing. Yeah. And you are doing the fucking most about it. If mm-hmm. I agree that these girls need to secure something because ain't no retirement plan with stripping, but you are leading with well, I know how to help you make money and keep your clothes on. And if you don't listen to me, then you dumb as fuck. Yeah, if you dumb, you just want to stay on the pole and this, that, and the third. Girl, it's not that serious. You it's just not. met them. You just met you them. Don't you don't know what they're... Stripper, slash yeah. drug dealer, slash all kind of shit. Like, you have a lot of fucking audacity to have that nose turned up at anything. And you haven't even given it time to figure out where their mindset is because not everybody is even ready for what you're trying to preach to them. Had you sat back, observed, asked some questions, had some conversations and let it be cordial instead of coming in there trying to wrench respect from people that you don't know, you wouldn't have had all that going on. And you wouldn't be sitting here looking stupid because I don't care how much how many millions you've made. You look funny in the light to me. Like if I was someone who had business and I saw this, I wouldn't be trying to do business with you. If this how you act, if I send some people your way, if I got a homegirl that's a stripper, I'm sending you you. I'm sending her your way. If this how you're gonna be talking to my friend, bitch, you can kick rocks. Exactly. And that's exactly what Lily said, bitch. You can kick rocks, and I wasn't mad at it. You know, like Labrie is already there. She's already in. So she ain't had no dog in the fight, although she could have stepped in to stop all the arguing if she was really trying to help everybody. Yeah, but she said in her confessional she was just hit there for the mess. And yeah. uh, Ling Ling, I mean, Ling Ling didn't really have a dog in the fight, but I did appreciate her not backing down because yeah. you can tell that Stormy a... is used to people backing down when she start barking. Absolutely. Yeah. And she even said that, and she Leland didn't have a dog in the fight until um, Stormy brought it to her, cause Storm, cause it, w- it really didn't go left until, you know, off on the side, Lily and Leland were like, "What is wrong with her? Like she, why is she talking crazy to everybody?" And then Stormy heard that and just went the fuck off. It was like y'all, y'all having a private conversation. Y'all want to say something? Y'all want to leave? And it's like, girl, what is what is going on? This ain't no fucking seminar, because you damn sure ain't teaching nobody shit, so what is the issue? 
Right. Like for this to have been a meet and greet, where was the actual greeting in the meeting? Because <laughs> yeah. you came in on 10 <laughs> judging these girls, barely no, not even interested in their stories. You just wanted to sit up there and fuss at them about still being on the pole. Mm-hmm. Like, where's your boutique? Like, girl, it ain't that easy to open a boutique if I'm already struggling as a stripper. Like, why you think I can open a boutique that instead of being like, huh? Um, have you ever been in a boutique? Have you ever thought about opening a boutique? And if she was like, yeah, I would love that. Okay, well, you know, I can help you look into that. But you coming from a place of judgment and trying to mask it as wanting to help people. And then you wondering why them girls was not trying to respect you and was not trying to be in your space. She didn't want to help. She wanted tea. She didn't to want, turn around. No, she didn't want tea. She, she just want to be revered. That's what that is. So, you know what? I will. I'll bring it back to what you uh, opened it with. She is kind of like Giselle. Like you want all this reverence, but you ain't doing shit for nobody for real. Like not for these girls anyway. Right. Calm down, ma'am. Calm down, because you look right. like a fucking bozo on here about to fight a girl you just met because she don't want you to talk to her crazy. Ain't that part of being a boss? Shouldn't you have respected that? Mm. And being like, you know what? I respect that. You're not going to let nobody talk to you any kind of way. You're going to be all right once you once you figure out your lane and get off that pole. You're going to be all right because you're not going to let people talk to you crazy and disrespect you. Shouldn't you respect her taking that stance? Because that's not what it's about. Onika Mirage. (laughs) Onika Stormy. Mm. (laughs) You want because she don't want to come. She don't respect and shit. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck yeah, out of here. She don't want to because she she don't respect. She, she's the she's a old Highlander ass bitch. Can't nobody be respected but me. Right. There can only be one. Mm-hmm. There can only be one top Wellington. Because um, was it Ling Ling that said that shit? Like, well, she definitely comes across as an alpha female. Yes. And I was like, but I was, again, I had much respect for them for not being like, well, she's an alpha female. That's just how they are. They were like, bitch, we don't give a fuck about none of that. You ain't going to be talking to us crazy. I was, I was just about to say like being alpha don't mean being obnoxious like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it just, (laughs) y'all words mean things, ladies. (laughs) Just so that y'all know for for the next season, (laughs) being, being an alpha, anything doesn't mean that you act and behave in the way that Stormy did. Uh, so as it stands, Stormy, I girl, I got my eye on you because I don't think this the end of your bullshit. So absolutely not. Somebody that somebody that's that much of a goddamn abrasive bozo. Nah, the bullshit do, does not end with them. It doesn't end with them. Um, but speaking of end and speaking on a more somber note, they ended uh, these first two episodes. They ended with a very a fucked up situation with Ling Ling in that she is up in air whether she might be able to continue to be on the show because she is facing possible eviction and um, she homeless let's just call a thing a thing and I don't mean that to be disrespectful girl you homeless yeah it is what it is that's somebody you could have been helping storm in <laughs> you decided mm-hmm. to be a goddamn piece of shit mm-hmm. well I think that covers um, mm. pretty much everything for the first two episodes. Yeah, or... and then in the preview, Life Jennings is supposed to be friends with her and trying to help her with her situation. And I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck, y'all bring this nigga from the dead?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, shout out to Life for not being in jail for once." Yeah, well, 
yeah. life in jail. That you, that name life is apropos. Life. Potential show title. <laughs> Nothing. Well, <laughs> we, <laughs> beyond the titles, friend. We're gonna take a break, <laughs> and we'll be back for some more bullshit. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. We ready? Mm-hmm. I am ready. Friends. Take us to New York. Mm. Let me put right. myself on mute because I ain't watching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? welcome, welcome back, y'all. I don't. I mean, I know I'm not even finna say it because Curtis gonna be like, "This what the fuck y'all signed up for?" Right. So don't mimic me, bitch. <laughs> don't mimic me. Don't do me. <laughs> You do know what it is, so don't mimic me. Don't do me. <laughs> we back. About to take y'all right on here to New York for a second. I don't want to dwell too long on it, but uh the Black Ink New York uh season premiere started off, you know, pretty decent. So this is season eight, episode one, season fifty. Which um, nigga. He looks it, but um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, See, I saw the title. Wait, like, say that. What? Wait, what is it? The title. Season, the title is Seas is fifty. Uh, but as in was, years it, of age. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's not fifty for real. He turned forty, and oh, Teddy okay. busted in the uh in the party and was like, I don't know why Seas keep lying to y'all. He's fifty. You look good for fifty. You living your best life. Lies. Just own that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Total lies. A, you know what? I just thought about it. This is another season of us opening off with them picking shit that Teddy says for show titles. Listen. Uh, who is who is Teddy fucking in production? I think he's so funny because. <laughs> yeah, that's. They I, did that all last season. That who is. Episode. Who is getting that Teddy Graham dick? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm going to put you on the screen for real. Girl. Girl. Teddy is not that he is not that funny. He's not that attractive. I mean, he's all right, but he's such a bozo to make him uglier than he really is. Absolutely. And he's not that witty. 
No, he's not. I mean, he sees Dooboy. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what. Like you said, I don't know who he's fucking in production, but I don't know when they start letting the help pick the show titles. But whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the show opens with Puma talking. And uh, after Puma and C's made up last year in L.A., uh, C's finally gave to Puma what he should have been given to Puma, and that was uh, equal ownership of Black Ink 113. Yes. Uh, And, well, not to my surprise, let me say this. Uh, Puma had always been very business-minded, Puma has is also a great tattoo artist, and C's was so strung out on uh, Dutch's pussy that he really uh, took away a lot from Puma that he shouldn't have. Puma sure. and C's uh, are the exact opposite of Ryan and the rest of Nine Mag, whereas Puma and C's actually did build One Thirteenth together. They opened it together. And when the going got tough, uh, C's bitched up like we've seen him do for eight seasons now. And so Puma's half owner, he's running the shop uh, impeccably. Mm -hmm. Finally got somebody around to know what the fuck they're doing. They booked busy and he brought in his own artists, uh, not just the motherfuckers from 113th. And so that's a good thing. Um, Donna is back at the shop, which, girl. Mm. That's all big fish, and we just gonna call it what it is. You're not gonna convince me that Donna and Alex willingly came back to Black Ink uh, without getting production involved and some type of payout involved, because we see C's saying that he brought Donna back to the shop. He offered Alex a position back after he's uh, done with his physical therapy. Magically, this season, Alex can is healing up and he should be able to return back to tattooing. Although last season they made it seem like he should have been all but in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden his back, all of a sudden his back ain't made out of paper mache mix. Listen, no more. last season exactly. it was like spineless whisper on yeah, some George Michael yeah. shit. And now it's like, Oh, my baby can walk. What? My yeah. Baby can yeah, it definitely is. Like it, it went from I don't know if I'll ever tattoo again. I gotta change my whole fucking career. He ruined my life to oh yeah, after I finish my physical therapy, I could go back to tattooing. My back Listen, is healing up fine. It, like it went, no. it, went from, it went from I can't pick up my son to I can pick up a chick real quick. Yeah, very quick. Okay. And that's we see sees mm. we well black ink one thirteen is doing like a, a bachelorette party a tattoo bachelorette party which puma set up um and so the business is businessing and that's cool then we cut to young bay talking about her and rob having relationship problems uh they didn't really say that they broke up just that they've been arguing a lot and that she stressed out about it uh that's typically how shit go when you just go from meeting to fucking to being pregnant to being engaged to living in a one-bedroom apartment in new york i'm pretty sure the lack of space is why you motherfuckers don't get along well well that and then she gave a little bit of backstory she was like he was in some kind of accident or some shit so he couldn't work and then basically alluding to like his frustration with him not being able to have a job for a while he's taking it out on her Mm. Which 
I don't know. What? I ain't good little girl. That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I had. I didn't really care about that. But then we get to the meat and potatoes. Seas has his 40th birthday party. And Puma is there. Kwani shows up. Mm. Uh, Kwani and Seas. <laughs> well, mm. Kwani, so Kwani is still very standoffish. She's pissed off in the green screen. She's pissed off. I don't know why Puma came back to this. I don't see the point. I don't see the purpose. I don't see the uh I don't see the reason ABC. So y'all just gonna forgive and forget all that shit. Yeah, like, yes, all girl. Of this shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, and the one thing that is spinning in my mind is bitch, do you not know math? Do you not know how this works? Cause that's 50% owner, that means he getting 50% of the profit after they handle shop business. That's 50% more income than you had less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck how you feel about C's. He, he, him realizing what a bitch he was, he now has put you and your husband in a position to be more comfortable financially. And even for Puma to expand his brand because Art to Ink is still open. So whatever business plan C's and Puma worked out, Puma was using his fucking head because he still has art to ink. And one of the things he said was, while me and C's may have fallen out and had our differences, seeing how he started franchising after the fact, I want to see how he did it because I want to do that with art to ink. And I respect the hustle. Yeah. Because we checked in the pregame and every shop that sees open, despite some of the legal issues he had last season with the customer who got a, a, a not so great tattoo at the shop. Um, every shop that he opened is still open. So that's uh, Black Ink 113, Black Ink 125, Black Ink Atlanta, Black Ink New Orleans, Black Ink Orlando. They're all still open and operating. That's a hell of an expansion considering the first time we saw C's and Puma and them, it was only Black Ink 113. And considering how much of a fucking bozo C's is. Right. Yeah. So if if so, Puma's so seeing if this, he, like... If oh, can do it, I know Puma can. Right. Exactly. So it's so, just like, girl, you got to learn to shut the fuck up. You feel how you want to feel about C's, that's all right. But girl, shut the fuck up and let your man get to the bag. And not only that, so Kwani and C's uh, meet at the bar and C's is trying to talk to Kwani and she's going off like, C's, I will never forgive you for letting that, for you letting your um, intern jump me and beat me up at the movie theater that one time. And C's like, the girl, he like, that wasn't none of my interns. She did not work for Black Ink. And she beat you up. I don't know why she beat you up, but she beat you up. But I didn't send her to beat you up. But you probably needed to get beat up. And I couldn't disagree. <laughs> and then she... <laughs> and the funniest part was, she goes, sees whenever I Google myself, all that comes up is the black eye that I got from your intern. Sees <laughs> <laughs> was in disbelief. Sees like, huh? So C's is in the green screen and he like, let me Google it. He Google it, pull it up. He like, oh shit, it is true. And then he turned his phone to the camera like, look, the black eye. And so, 
the concern is his voice. Because he was so concerned. He was like, oh, my God, it is true. <laughs> Damn. And so then they cut back to the party. And she's like, she's still flying off the hook saying the same shit. I don't know what Puma seeing you. I don't know why he came back and to be a part of Black Ink. And I don't know this, that, and the third. And I'm just sitting here because the North remembers your role in the Seas and Puma fallout, Kwani. Mm -hmm. Just like the North remembers Dutch's role in it. Mm -hmm. And so you are doing a whole lot of grandstanding for somebody who instigated the hell out of their relationship, their friendship ending and Puma leaving Black Ink down to you sending niggas to the shop to try to beat up C's, sending niggas to his house. And then when he came to your house to see what the problem was, you flipping out, you wilding out, you getting mad and all this other shit. So to me, it's just kind of like nobody is without fault for how Puma and C's friendship ended. And they rolled those bean footage back of some of that shit, too. So it's like, girl, you're doing a lot of grandstanding. Again, shut the fuck up and just let these two niggas work and get this bag. That's it. That was the... I mean, what more could you possibly ask for? He didn't ask the motherfucker to shut down Arts of Ink and come back and work in Black Ink 113. He He gave your husband some ownership. Your husband now has ownership in two brands. What is the problem? And my thing is, I ain't even gonna hold you that C's could flip at a time because this is C's. You know, I ain't gonna hold you on that. C's is a bozo. But right, if, the paperwork, a bozo. if the paperwork legit, it ain't shit he could do to get Puma name off of it. Right. So it don't matter how much of a bozo C's is, the money's still coming in. So what are you crying about? You just waiting for an aha, I told you so moment, girl, when you could be shutting the fuck up and let your nigga take care of you and y'all no. children. She mad about that black fucking eye, but here's the thing. Talk shit, get hit. Well. All that hemming and hawing, all that trying to be tough and running up and sending niggas to people place of employment and house, and when when the shit was brought back to your front door, you just didn't have the hands to back it up and the bitch, she nodded, she lumped you up. It happened she, to the best of, it happened to the best of bitches who talk and can't fight. The the vicious thing about that was she ain't even, she just, she she didn't even have no affiliation with Caesar. She was just she just had all the fucking shirt. <laughs> yeah, according to Caesar, the girl didn't work for Black Ink. She was not in any form or fashion a part of Black Ink. And he could have very well sent that girl to beat Kwani up. But again, for all the shit that Kwani has talked over the seasons when Puma and Caesar were not on speaking terms, you should have had a hands to back it up. You didn't. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. a black eye. And it's, and on it's all on Google. Mm. Oh well. Mm, life shit goes happens. on, but not seeing that extra. Listen, seeing that extra income, shit, all but erase how you feel about that black eye. Okay. So, I mean, that just is what it is, and <laughs> and now, I mean, the party was okay. It wasn't in the right home about. There was some dumbass painting C's had made of him in a uh <clears throat> in a in like a king's cloak or some mm-hmm. shit. I was like king of the about. bozos. Yeah, and I was just like, boy, I don't give a fuck. And Donna was like, he's so full of his goddamn self. And I was like, yeah, he is, bitch. But yeah. all it, in all this time you've been on this show getting a check, you still ain't get that goddamn side two for place. So I don't care what you got to talk about, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I Googled it. Girl, you got... <laughs> 
<laughs> she got fucked the fuck up. <laughs> Girl, it's the first three pictures. <laughs> it's a black eye. <laughs> no, well, I just thought about that voice note we use of Curtis laughing in the group chat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, who the fuck punched you, Shrek? Your, I, was waiting, I was waiting for your curiosity to get the best of you, but I knew it was. I was like, I bet you he's sitting over there goofing. <laughs> Bitch, who punched you, Mike Tyson, my God? <laughs> oh, my hey, goodness. This, that, that girl was Chun-Li. She beat her the fuck up. She did. She blacked mm. that out right on up. Mm. And Kwani light-skinned. And when you light-skinned, bitches, when you got all that mouth, you got to have all that hands because y'all bruise easily. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and that Google crew. search is, is proof. Like when you drop a potato on the floor. Mm. Child, bruised like some fruit. Oh my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> bitch! Listen I her no girl. Beat the fuck up. You got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the motto. You gotta, you gotta shut the fuck up. And you go get beat the fuck up. The fuck imagine up. having, yeah. imagine having any kind of mouth when you are googleable and it shows the results of you getting beat the fuck up. And that's the first thing that Google associates. And it also looked like your teeth are fucked up too, so girl. Mm. Yeah. It was a rough night. It was mm. a rough night. Sorry, rough I didn't mean to interrupt you. I know you had moved on, but that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, let me I click on images. <laughs> I was waiting on it. That's why I was like, let's stay here for a second, self, because I know Curtis is Googling this. <laughs> no, not friend. <laughs> Girl, you got beat the fuck up, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, the blood is all on your goddamn shirt. Girl. Or the combat. Fatality. That's what I'm like, who the fuck beat you up? Luke Kang? Goddamn. Listen, Bitch was fighting Goro. Listen, when I Googled it, I was like, Bitch, you better say you got jumped. Because it looked like a bunch of motherfuckers beat your ass. One person did all that damage. Bitch, did you even pinch the bitch? Was no, you say, did you ground, even pull her hair? She was laying on the ground, balled up. Girl, you can't fucking fight with all Girl. that mouth you got. She was on the ground, balled up like Alex Beck last season. I tell you what. She went out Look. like Mariah Lynn, mama. Oh, no. Went out sad. <laughs> Don't talk about no Curtis. Do you see these pictures? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Kwani, that's what you need to be saying. Don't say my name, say hers. <laughs> Bitch, you was one step away from being a hashtag. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God Listen, damn. I was like, I'm surprised she could still see. After okay. I went and Googled them pictures, <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised that I healed. She probably blind in that one eye. <laughs> she probably do not have full vision out of it damn. with that ass whooping she got. Girl, I wouldn't even... Listen, you a whole fool for even bringing that ass whooping up. Okay. (laughs) Tell him, London. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I can sit here with her fist balled up. (laughs) (laughs) Kwani, my two-year-old want a piece too, bitch. I know she can... uh, (laughs) She can't fight. (laughs) Like that other eye, girl. (laughs) You ain't got no hands. Oh, shit. Look, oh, ma, goodness. no hands. Damn. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. 
Girl, you got to beat mm. the fuck up. I'm sorry. I had to. I just had a few things I needed to say on that because <laughs> then. Speaking of beat the fuck up, Scott need to be beat the fuck up. I have been waiting okay. for this. Let's go, friend. So, Scott, they cut to Scott being dramatic than a motherfucker talking to her best friend mm. about Desalines. I still can't believe she named that little Bitch, you need to get beat the fuck up from David. <laughs> So she talks about how Des is out here doing the wrong things in the streets mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But bitch, you cried a million fucking tears when he wanted to go to the service. Mm. You shouldn't go. Don't do that. Now the little motherfucker ain't go to the military and now he here doing a bunch of shit he shouldn't be doing. Mm. He's supposed to, he come over, he come over there, he, t- listen, when you talk about revenge of the vape, this little motherfucker eyes was the color of blood. He was so mm-hmm. goddamn high when he walked in Scott's apartment. Listen, he was and like, sat on her couch. Yeah, I go. And was like, "What the bitch. fuck do? You, yeah, where, what do you want? Why she are you? Ho- why are you here? First of all, Scott went into a tizzy because she asked him for some money, and he was like, "I'm, I ain't got it." Mm-hmm. First of all, bitch, you already abandoned these kids. Why the fuck are you asking them for money? Let's get to the hard-hidden question. Why would she be asking him for money with all of the business ventures and shit that she got going on? She asked him for some money, and when he told her no, she got in her feelings. The the rent money. She said the rent money. She been telling him to get... To pay some rent if she want to live in house. Oh. He, he, he been like he been like fucking shit. I stay with what the world can is her his aunt or some shit. He been staying with somebody else yeah. because he don't want to give her no rent. Which girl, mm-hmm. if, girl, listen, you abandoned me. I'm not paying you no rent either. Oh, listen, let me tell you, you. Listen, you should be paying me the child. Listen, oh girl, when he listen, let me tell you something. When dad, when they got into it, when when she did all that hollering and dad said. You only fuck with us for checking the storyline last season. I was like, come on, Dad's like you listen to Ratchet Ramblers. Cause we've been saying that for the fucking longest. Mm, and when he told Not her, only that, not only that, what made it really ugly and really nasty and just confirmed what we've been saying about Sky, she started mentioning shit she did for him. Oh, I paid for you to go on trips. I bought you this. I bought you that. I let you ride here. I let you do that. And I'm just sitting here like, girl, that's your fucking child. Mm. But you, that's not really your child. That was your that was your storyline for the show. Nothing more, nothing less. And he said that. And when he said, "I really pity you," listen, let me tell. You, I was in here knees down. That shit was funny to me. Let me find she, out. Dez is on there. Like I pity the fool. <laughs> he was. Dez, Dez he was. told her. Dez was like, "Uh, yeah, I pity you," and all this other shit. And she like, "You stole from me. You stole from me, girl. How son that you abandoned steal from you, bitch? That's back child support. Okay, that's reparations that he oh, oh And what you know what really pissed me off? She was like, "You been hanging around Genesis too long. Genesis, the one that's been taking care of him while you while you was somewhere else doing whatever the fuck, girl. I know you fucking lying to me." Listen, Sky is a bozo. Then she went to, and like I said, I don't, I, I, I will never ever care for parents talking to their kids like they just some nigga in the street. Yep. And I don't care if your kid is seven or twenty-seven. That's just not something that should be taking place. If mm. your kid getting you to that point, t- take your ass on somewhere. 
She was talking. But this to is Diz. this is this is like the I this is it's countless times at this point she yeah. has talked to them boys like they was nothing more than niggas on the street. Fuck mm-hmm. you, bitch. Fuck you. I hate you. I beat, I your, beat your ass. I do this, and that's how she was talking to Dez. And Dez just walked away and was like, "Girl, fuck you. I'm not. Listen, leave me alone. Diz you got what you." You got what you wanted out of this. You used this as a storyline, but don't really give a fuck about us. Mm-hmm. She, Dez treated her like how Crystal treated Dorothy on on Potomac. Like, okay, girl, whatever. Yeah, he just paid her dust, mm-hmm. and so which made I guess, her more mad and more incensed. Because yeah. so, to this, I don't need, the security really didn't wasn't holding Dez back per se. I guess they you know got in front of him just in case Scott did something crazy. But shit, they were more trying to get Scott the fuck out of there. Like, bitch, what is you doing? Why are you talking to your son like fucking Herb who clocked the shit out your motherfucking ass in New Orleans? What is wrong with you? Yeah. Mm. But I was waiting for us to get there because it was like Scott, you just find new ways. To be a bozo for us to drag you on here, cause goddamn. But I, was, I definitely appreciated Dez having that energy. Like, bitch, you just used this for a storyline. That's why Genesis. And right before that, she was like, "With Genesis is on and off. Like one day he loved me, and the next day it's like fuck you, bitches." Cause probably because he, on the one hand, he you his mom, but on the other hand, he know the truth about you that you a piece of shit that only used them for a storyline. I mean, not to be funny, but what do you expect from some kids that you abandoned and only reached out to them to be on the reality show so that you could stay on the show? Mm. What What do you expect from those kids? Yes, the least you could do is give them some money, buy them some clothes, send them on a couple trips, because Lord knows a, a white woman was responsible for that for the majority of their life. Mm. So I, I really don't give a fuck. What you, what you crying about, Sky? Imagine I don't care a, how many I don't care how many Air Force ones you bought them little motherfuckers. It don't compare to living a life with a white foster parent. Imagine abandoning your children and then having a the nerve to ask them for rent money. Bitch, I know you fucking lying. Listen. Then when, accusing, they, when he could have been in the fucking military making something more of himself. You hmm. dragged that way up to fucking New York. To be around no some bozos. With no plan, no no idea how he was going to sustain himself. Also, you could have a storyline on this fucking show. Talking about he going to work fuck you. bitch. He in the streets, he doing all the wrong things. What did you expect, Sky? Well, shit, you ain't did none of the right things, Sky. So, I mean, you can't really talk about the boy, really. Because <laughs> your I whole just, life. I, listen, I just want to understand what she expected from him when they had she had no plan for when he came up to New York. The plan he gonna work for C's. C's gonna turn him around. Girl, have you met C's? I know you fucking lying to me. And we saw how that lasted. He, he worked. What he intern air quote for C's. What maybe what one, two, three episodes at Max and they ain't go no fucking well. And you shocked that he is doing the air quote wrong things that he's hanging around his brother more because it seems like his brother the one that fucked with him the most and that's his brother. Pretty much. Because the goddamn show ain't his mama. Listen, I'm I'm keeping my antennas up because it don't look like it's the end of this. Uh, so it looked like they're going to trash it out arguing all fucking season with her own son, you dumb bitch. But uh that was 
That was really it. The previews for next week uh, look promising with Donna uh, getting into it with Walt New Girlfriend after she realized that Walt New Girlfriend helped Duchess Jumper. Oh, I forgot. So that's the connection because I was confused for a minute. It was like, why? Donna, why? I was like, Donna, why you got smoke for her? But oh, that well, yeah, I, I can't really hold Donna on that. You helped, you helped Duchess jump me on that ski slope them years ago. I can't really hold Donna for, on that because I too would be upset with a bitch that jumped that jumped me. It's Donna we talking about. She probably deserved to get jumped, so I'm not <laughs> not holding my breath on that. I wonder but, if that's when she lost that tooth. I was about to say the same shit. Like, how long has you been missing? (laughs) 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 Inquiring minds would like to know. Yes, we would. But we're going to shift on over to the West Coast for Basketball Wives. So before we get started, uh, Jeremy alerted us in the group chat and we all listen to at least the majority of it i listened to the whole thing but cc and byron were on the afterbus tv podcast and this was right after the episode aired when Kristen put cc on blast with those text messages about stuff that she said about og they went on this show right after that episode aired and cc pretty much said what we said like first of all the texts were over two years old she mm-hmm. did not know OG at the time, which Jeremy was very passionate about last week. Listen, she was riding for Kristen, riding for her, you know, family member or whatever. But in addition to that, she also said that they had talked on the phone and there was a lot more context to that conversation than what we got, which I figured because I know how Kristen op- operates. And Candace said it in the pregame how Kristen was making it seem like OG was about to like physically assault her and all this kind of stuff. We all watched it. And she putting a lot of sauce on it. You put all the sauce on it because that conversation, that interaction went left because of you and how you were talking to OG. Yep. It's not her fault that she said something. She had a quick comeback and that happened to be one of your trigger points. Mm -hmm. Because while you was throwing your husband and your family all up in her face, all she said was, where is he? Is he? Mm-hmm. And you went full left, and you've been beefing with this woman ever since <laughs> from that little phrase. Mm-hmm. Up until last week, when you magically made an alliance to try to get Cece out the pain. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead, Curtis. Go ahead. Go ahead. And so, Cece also said on the podcast that the night she was exposed, she said they edited it to make it look like she had left, but she really didn't. And one of the scenes or one of the the glimpses when she was saying no i didn't say that or something like that she said that they edited that she was actually saying that about a different question but they edited it together with the question about whether or not she said the stuff at all to make her look bad i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. she said that she and og made up that night and they were dancing together and having fun and she also said that they edit her a lot to make it seem like she's meeker than she really is and just doing a whole bunch of stuff saying stuff that she really is not saying which i can honestly i believe because with byron co-signed as well right but i mean i expect that from him no way because you know this is the woman he about to marry Mm. but in every candid operation operation every candid whatever we get from cc that fits what she's saying like we've not gotten cc 
off of the show not being who she usually presents as. So I was like, okay, I, that makes sense. And then Byron, in typical fashion, was like, look, it's me and Cece. I'm not sweating the rest of them, doing all this performing and being extra because they on TV. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's me and Cece. And nobody can be mad at that. Like, yes, he has children, but they grown. Like, he raised his children. It's, it, it, this is the golden opportunity and the golden time for him to live his life. Yeah. It was kind of... I guess refreshing almost to see to hear Byron really I mean and, and granted CC did most of the talking, you know, with them, but he had, you know, quite a couple of quips in there. He was like, Look, he basically in a and basically not saying it without saying it was like, Look, these bitches is fake and they mm-hmm. annoying and this this might be me and my woman's last time on this show because I ain't really with the fuck shit. Yeah. He basically all but said that. Yeah. And I, I want that. Like, I like CC enough to be like, girl, go live your life. Like, I'll find you on Instagram and follow you. You don't need to be on this show subjecting yourself to this bullshit. For what? For what? It's not because gonna un- get you nothing. Because, because unlike you, these hands need this shit. You don't need this. Right. They do. That's why they carry on the way that they fucking do. Yep. So we'll move on in. So this is season eight, episode nine. And again, they don't name their episodes, which is actually a lost opportunity. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, because if anything, this is the this is the show that you could pull some shit from. Right. Um, so now Malaysia has decided that she wants to step back from the CC and Kristen drama. She should have been already doing, but whatever. Right conveniently not calling Kristen out on restarting the drama to her face. Like she said it in the confessional about why she was stepping back, but you should have charged Kristen about that shit before you decided to take that step back. Like, I don't know why y'all refuse to tell Kristen about herself. Right. It's like, what are y'all like? How much, like, I know you said it before, like y'all getting paid tonight purposely not call Kristen out on her shit. I know it can't be cause y'all scared of because girl, but like, what is it about? Like y'all can't y'all try to hold everybody but Kristen accountable, and it is irritating the fuck out of me. Yes, me as well. Me as well. And Byron is like, I'm still trying to figure out Kristen's motive for bringing up that old stuff when he was talking to Cece about it, and I was like, same Byron, same. And like I, I put I said this on Twitter, like the fact that OG. For whatever reason, I know we just, you know, talked about how they edit this shit, but OG, for whatever reason, is believing these women who have a history of being fake as fucking having ulterior motives. The fact that OG letting them convince her that old that CC has ulterior motives and shit when Christian is literally right there. And the reason we even here is because of one of Christian's ulterior motives. I just Y'all stop playing in my face. I wonder, I wonder, did Shawnee turn over some of her creative control or because I really don't understand the CC hate train at this point. Like, is it because she's non-black and mm. you want to make her the villain mm. versus all these years prior where you call all that backlash because of the way Evelyn acts and the way uh, 
Jackie. the way Tammy carried on and the way Jackie carries on and the way Malaysia has carried on in previous seasons, that it is much easier to put this on Cece because we know Cece is not a fighter. She's not going to put her hands on anybody. She's not going to be jumping across no tables and shit. Because I'm, I'm really confused when you have some of the nastiest, messiest bitches keeping up mess. And it's all about what Cece doing. Oh, Cece called OG ugly and said she can't dress. Every bitch on the show has called OG ugly and said she can't dress. Every bitch on this show and, has to. <laughs> Every motherfucker on, this, on that cast has said the same thing about OG. Yes, so it's just kind of like, where? What's the end game with this? Because if you didn't want CC back on the show, you just did not have to renew her contract. Mm-hmm. But it just y'all look so very, very, very pressed trying to make CC the uh, Cruella Deville of this season, because mm-hmm. she's not even good at trying to at even accidentally being a bad guy. She no, is no. fucking. She is b- breaking down. Every fucking time about the way that she shit is happening on this show. She's sad about Byron and his kids. She pissed off that Kristen is playing the way she playing. And she ain't she ain't laid a finger on nobody. Child, I knew Cece was not no fighter after last season when they was talking about her uh her medical spa was a whorehouse. Because I would have put hands and feet <laughs> on Evelyn and on Jennifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would have gotten a happy ending. They think I'd be giving out here. A handsy ending. I would have beat those bitches up. She mm-hmm. is not a fighter. So y'all look very, very stupid trying to make the mildest mannered person on that show seem like the evil villain. When you got plenty of evil villains right there, like right Becky there, the motherfucking neck rings is right there. Hmm. Mm. Well, Evelyn is right there with them old ass crackling bones. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop. Speaking Jim of, right there with that Donna side tooth missing. Jen, mm. too motherfucking old for that tooth to be missing, bitch. And I, we gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I, it's been bothering me, bitch. Go get that tooth. Go get that tooth implant, baby. Go mm-hmm. on. Listen, friend, you have been on that tooth since her return to this show. <laughs> that tooth should not be missing at 48. <laughs> God damn, you know you nasty. How you just moving through life with your whistling through the side of your mouth? Why would you do that? <laughs> like a piece of chicken, baby. You that man from Sweetie Pies, and you did not ask him to help you get your tooth fixed before he got that restraining order on you. You sitting up here wearing Gucci and every goddamn thing else, and you missing a toothy. <laughs> All right. Bitch. <laughs> 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 All right. You let's need move. to go to the dentist, bitch. Mm-mm. Well, like, I can't ass, disagree. <laughs> ass sack of dental shit. Well, speaking of Evelyn. In the next scene, she starts talking shit about OG and her shoes and in front of Jackie, who's mm. laughing. And all I, I looked at that scene like, oh, mm. look at Jackie doing exactly what Tammy says she's doing. 
Mm. Always president here in the mess, but ain't never taken up for nobody. OG's supposed to be your girl. Mm. O- OG's introduction on the show came from you. You the one who brought her on the show. Mm. And the way you be cackling when they be talking about uh, her is... Because, listen, if I had a friend like OG, I'm probably going to laugh at the shit, too. But guess what? I got enough decorum, okay? I have enough wherewithal that I'm not going to do it on camera. <laughs> yeah. You stupid bitch. What is you doing? Well, it's Jack what and Christy. Is, you be, I literally was going to say that, Curtis. And so, so then Evelyn is repeating the shit that Jen said about Tammy. Like, Evelyn and Jen and Jackie always being messy. The, everything that somebody says comes to light because of one of them three. Yep. The if not all at the same goddamn messy, time. Right. And it's like, shit, okay. Now that I think about it, now that I think about shit, it was all three of them in this episode. <laughs> yeah. God damn. And it's like, okay, so everybody can be messy and whatnot except for Cece. Got it. Mm, but she the villain. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they call this motherfucker in Atlanta that <laughs> is talking about Jen is being messy about Malaysia and that it was Dominique that was spreading all the shit. Like, it was just a whole lot. They call him and Candace said it in the pregame and I agreed. That feels like a clout chase. And these old hens fell for it because they so goddamn thirsty and desperate for drama. Because that may even the conversation didn't make sense to me. So somebody call you and they say this is Evelyn, and they start asking you questions about some shit, and you answer it, and it's like, oh, this Evelyn Lazada. Ah! Excuse me. Listen, he fanned, he fanned out, and that was it. Was like so that was that. As soon as he said, oh, this Evelyn, yes, bitch. I was like, okay, click. Okay, I see what this is. Okay. And this is a clout chaser. Yeah, okay, the cool. believability went down the the drain at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I was just like this seemed very sus. Like I wouldn't have given it any energy beyond that if I All had right. gotten that reaction. Like be excited okay. that you're talking to Evelyn, but it just it just felt weird. Somebody named Evelyn call you and start asking you about mess, and you just start answering questions. You don't inquire further about who they are. Okay, if you say so. Sure, Jane. It was sure. yeah, it was it was a lot. Not only that, okay. You randomly DM Jackie Christie and tell her all this stuff. Evelyn and the others call you. You fan out, okay, whatever. You bitches are too old, have been on TV too long, have been attached to famous men too long. To not ask for receipts. Mm. Where are the receipts on Jen and Dominique doing this? You've got to have something. Give me something that's irrefutable to let me know that this is something that Jen and Dominique said. Y'all took this man's word as fact and ran with it. I have a problem with that. Y'all are too old. Production. Y'all should have did done some fact checking. Mm. Y'all are too old. Y'all have been at it too long. It is so easy to pull receipts. Everything can be traceable in some form or fashion. In some form or fashion for you to have heard this come from Dominique and it originated from Jen. There has to be a paper trail somewhere. A DM, a text, a voice note. 
of call log, um, of a FaceTime log, something. There's something. Y'all asked this man for nothing. And then ran with it. Mm-hmm. Ran, just completely ran with it. I don't give a fuck about Jen. I don't like her. She messy. But she was the easiest person to pin this on because she has a history of not knowing when to shut the fuck up. Yep. Mm-hmm. All very calculated. Diabolical, even. Yeah. And look who got mentioned on the show. Hmm. He did. Hmm. His voice on the show. He had to be cut a check. I don't give a fuck if it was for $100. Him even being on that show, his voice being on that show guaranteed him something. Mm-hmm. Even if it was a hundred dollars, a hundred more dollars or, in his pocket than he had yesterday. It might not even been a check. That motherfucker probably on social media right now talking about. Did y'all hear me on Basketball Wives? <laughs> that was me, child. Yep. That was mm-hmm. me. Yep. He probably one of them motherfuckers where a tweet go viral and then he be under it like, oh, check out my SoundCloud or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like y'all gave that motherfucker, y'all gave him free publicity being some bozos. Yeah. Yep. Gave him exactly what he probably was angling for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So CC and OG talk, and I've said this in the pregame and otherwise. I feel like this whole conversation was fabricated for the sake of the show because, again, listening to the podcast, I already said it. CC said that they made up that same night and they were dancing together. Like, there's, I don't know if she said there was pictures or video of them dancing together, but she was like, "We danced together. We had a good time that night. Like everything was squashed." So for y'all to have this conversation at your medical spa after the fact i didn't take anything that happened serious but og made some points about cc dancing around the issue which we've all said the same thing so cc comes right out and apologizes and pretty much says what we said i didn't know you then and blah 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 whatever 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 i shouldn't have said those things they were mean i'm sorry could have said that the night of while the camera was on you and to save yourself some drama but Again, it seems like production is is determined to put you in drama no matter what. Um, yeah. And then they talked about Phoebe's uh, showcase that night a little bit. But it was no big deal. I actually liked the scene, even though I know it was fake. I guess because it's like, okay, like finally we see something come to a resolution the way yeah. it needed to. Like there was no need to draw this out. Or act like CC and OG are going to be beefing for multiple episodes. Like, it's not that serious. And you definitely not going to play in our faces. Because we know who the real motherfucking villain is. So, if this had gone any way differently, I'd have been highly upset. I agree. Jackie. Mm. Mm. Speaking of miss. So, she spreads all of the shit to Tammy, OG, and Kristen. Like, everything that Jackie finds out about or witnesses, she tells somebody. And she tells Tammy everything because Tammy don't ever go to nothing. And when she does, she, like, something happens and she's like, and this is why I don't go nowhere with y'all. But for whatever reason, Jackie has decided it's her job to keep Tammy informed of everything that's going on with women that Tammy don't care about, mm-hmm. allegedly. Mm, she don't. She don't. I, what I say the one. She don't try. She's trying to be the charade of this this show. Which I don't know why. Um, mm. Like you were good just being the quirky sidekick with no real storyline. Like that was when Jackie Christie was at her best. Yeah, I have not 
wanted. So that's all she did last see season. Exactly. Jackie Christie um be messy it's because it just never she's not good at it she's not good at keeping up mess she always end up the one uh getting called out for bullshit you are not good at being the bone collector or carrier or delivery person you Mm. really ought to sit down especially with all those skeletons in your closet in terms of your own family life Mm. i have not remembers the north forgotten jackie christie that you still have not met uh, to uh, what's her Takari. name? Takari. You've not met Takari's daughter. You still have not seen your grandson since that burn injury. Um, Takari does not speak of you. Takari does not reference you. you There's no pictures on Takari's Instagram of you with your grandkids. You really ought to sit the fuck down, continue to go to therapy, and figure out why you treat your own daughter like Cinderella. Yep. Mm-hmm. While treating your other daughter like one of the ugly stepsisters. Mm-hmm. Just Who was on this w- episode? Right. Mm. Just cause you throw that throw her out here to make you seem like mother of the year, the North remembers, bitch. We right. absolutely remember, and that's why I have a problem with the way that Evelyn is carrying on. I have a problem with the way uh Jackie is carrying on. Um, about this whole Byron, CC, Kristen, Thomas bullshit, uh, because y'all have dipped y'all hands into people's family business before. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's why I didn't really give two shits about Evelyn being upset that Jen spilled the beans about uh, Evelyn's oldest daughter having to take care of her when she fell on hard times before. Y'all don't have no problem bringing up people, family, and kids when you feel like it. And then do all that hemming and hawing and fucking crying when it's done to you. Y'all been trying to mess a motherfucker's personal life for too long. Mm -hmm. All facts. All facts. So Jackie tells Tammy what Phoebe said about her, but... Did it seem like she put some extra stink on it? Because yes. oh, she definitely put some okay. Extra, uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't, I wasn't remembering what uh, Phoebe no. actually said incorrectly. Now, Phoebe was a little shady, but it was not nearly what Jackie delivered to Tammy. No, no. it wasn't. Now, Phoebe, she was is... like, she was more like, How old is Tammy trying to be a rapper? Oh, okay, and it was one of those type of things. It wasn't no, oh, why this old bitch rapping? She need to sit down. She need to find something else to do. She need... It wasn't none of that. Nope. Uh, Jack... She was just like, okay, she old school. And she left it at that. Yeah. Jack, J- Jackie told it to Tammy the, the things that Jackie wanted to say but to about Tammy, but she too chicken shit to say it with her chest. You know what? Fair. That's oh, good point. Fair. Come on with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Quality analysis. Yes. Thank you, friends. Thank you. He got his analytical jorts on today. Anna, all right. You say analytical Oh my God. <laughs> Never change, friend. Never change. Yeah, but so Jackie was just looking and sounding fucking stupid when Tammy said she was a planning on dressing Phoebe. Like I don't understand what Jackie expects to happen when she tells Tammy this mess. 
You know how confrontational Tammy is. Why would you not expect her to go address Phoebe after you told her what she said? I thought mm-hmm. that that was very strange. Mm-hmm. All while saying, well, I don't want to start no mess. I can't tell, Jackie. You ain't heard this from me, ass bitch. Oh, yeah, listen. Listen. Heard it through the neck rings, I guess. I guess so. Mm. Them rings be singing, honey. Um, so Tammy invites OG and Phoebe to her dialect class, which girl, mm-hmm. I like, I don't have a problem with you doing this for your acting and, but this music thing, like you don't need to do this music, uh, alter ego in order to learn how to do a British accent. Like, yeah, please, please leave us alone, Tammy. Like, that's extreme. Just do your thing. You, you try to be an actress. You got some credits. Whether or not they on IMDb, that's not my business. But I've seen you on. Well, I haven't watched them, but I've seen your name be referenced on a couple of things when I was scrolling through the Amazon Prime video. Just say, okay, I'm working on my craft. I'm trying to be taken serious as an actress. Nobody's gonna be mad at that. But this rapping shit, please, please, for the love of all that is holy, leave us the fuck alone. But it's just, it's almost a little creepy to like having an alter ego. No, like some of the biggest names do that. You know, we've seen multiple women in the entertainment industry have some type of alter ego. But to fake an accent and go to the extremes that you're trying to go to, like shit is creepy. It's creepy, and it's this is the worst attempt at uh, a gimmick that I've ever seen. Like, I th- the whole thing about a gimmick is not is people don't know it's, it's supposed to be a gimmick. You letting us know you don't know how to do a British accent. You taking a class to help you. It just it seems weird. Like, on the one hand, you have the dedication. You're just dedicating it to the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion you know I don't want you coming trying to blow smoke up my skirt <laughs> like you do to Phoebe mm, trying to throw bonnets at you like she don't stands that through that CD at Carrie Hill so. oh my mm. Mm, mm, mm. so um, Phoebe like Candace said was being shady but Jackie put a whole lot more stank on it But Phoebe is still a coward and it's messy because then she turns around and she repeats what Evelyn said about OG. Mm -hmm. And it's just like y'all have a weird sense of I need to tell this person what people are saying about them behind their back. But then Mm y'all sit up here and y'all act crazy when it's you being called Mm -hmm. out for doing that. I don't get that. And in order to take mess off of them, they try to counter it by being messy. Like what? Only for them to look stupid when it comes right back around. The mess is circular. It's a circular cycle. Mm, circular strife. Truly, because none of y'all are talented. Mm. Not in what y'all trying to do. Oh, she was the only one with some talent. Because <laughs> listen, I have I have a slight, a little, not a drag, just a tug for Phoebe. I don't like Evelyn. I don't give a fuck about Evelyn. Truly, I don't. However, 
In what world do we throw under the bus the same bitch who made sure we got on this show to get a check? Mm. You are Wrong on this point. show via Evelyn. Oh, you know what? Good point. Mm. You are her friend from the Bronx. Remember? Mm. In what world do you throw somebody under the bus who brought you in and helped you get a check? Because, baby, that rap career is not going anywhere. It's mm. a good point. You cannot rap. You are not even the prettiest one on the show. Mm. And you ca- and you a coward. Mm. Mm-hmm. If anything, all you had to do was shut the fuck up and say, Jackie put a lot of sauce on that. I did not say you were too old to rap and so on and so forth. You threw your own bitch under the bus. Mm. Bite the hand that fed you. Where did you do that at? To tattle to a bitch that you made a whole diss bar about in a song. Yep. Mm. How? How? Mm. How are you this? How are you so pussy? Because you Mm. came on the show talking all that Bronx this, Bronx that. You a Bronx pussy. Mm. This ain't how they get down in the Bronx, baby. It, it mm. might be because Evelyn kind of pussy too. Well, that's true. Kind of pussy too. So, Nema. I mean, I'm not at all shocked, but I'm just saying, like, if, if if there was anybody to maintain some type of loyalty to, it would be the bitch that brought you into the fold. It has already been made known that Evelyn don't like OG. You didn't need to run back and tell OG shit. You went back and told her what Evelyn said, but you still won't admit that you wrote that bar about her having on that fake shirt. Mm. Scary Prax. little mousy looking bitch. Mm. They are present. Zifax. And then Phoebe also brings up the shit that Jen said about Tammy too. <sighs> and I'm just like, so what's your angle, Phoebe? Because as much as you told you didn't got time for the mess, you have quickly cemented yourself as one of the messiest ones on the show. Mm-hmm. You but that's almost as bad as Jackie. Everything you hear, you repeat to somebody. Mm-hmm. Old paradise, motherfucker. Except when it's you, then you all scary. You backpedaling. Mm. Phoebe says no ass. I guess. All right, come on, Crash. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So Phoebe talks shit about Tammy to Evelyn. And then we get to the skate party. So Kristen, Evelyn, and Phoebe tell Malaysia about the rumors surrounding Jennifer and Dominique and them talking shit about her and her kids. All of that shit. And Phoebe leaves when Kristen says that the rumor included Malaysia's kids being dirty because she says she didn't hear the guy say that, and neither did I. I was like, where did the kids are dirty part come from? Same. I was like, so this just the episode where y'all gonna tell T, but gonna put extra stank on it. Okay, cool. That ain't even extra stank. That's just a bold-faced lie. Right. Because he yeah. never said that. He never once said that Jen said, or whoever said, that Malaysia's kids was dirty. I didn't hear him say yeah. that. I didn't either. And unless, unless it was edited in a certain way, it did. It didn't happen because I feel like if he did say it, they would have rolled the footage back, yeah, so that we could have heard yeah. it. If anything to be edited out, that would not be it. Especially not the way that Malaysia reacted, which we knew she was gonna react that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like she did last season. 
Hell, she yeah. reacted worse when her kids weren't involved. Jen was just lying on her and she threw a table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here go look at look the, again the common denominator in lies and mess. Kristen. Kristen, Evelyn, and Jen. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So mm-hmm. Evelyn is like, who are these hoes walking in? And then somebody's like, that's Malaysia's family. And I'm like, oh, okay. So nobody's going to check Evelyn about calling people she don't know some hoes. Just yeah. because they're walking in to the, to the skate rink. Okay. I the, only person, doing. the only person on the show that can be checked for, uh, for misconduct is Cece, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Mm. I mean, they check each other sometimes, but only mm. when their kids are involved, apparently. And even then, some of that's grandstanding, but still. Some. Mm. Well, mm. I, I'm going to be honest. I <laughs> Once Malaysia decided she wasn't going to keep uh, trying to force the Kristen CC shit, I feel like this was just like a setup to give her a little bit more storyline, and I truly don't care about it. Like, I I want to care so bad, but girl, somebody called your kids dirty or if they didn't or whatever the case may be, we don't care, Malaysia. We we don't. We don't care. And the only thing that I could possibly agree with was the you taking an issue with Jackie telling everybody but you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because she confronted That's- Jennifer and Dominique. And they didn't have any idea about the kids a dirty thing, and she believed them. I did too, because they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah, because it was such a bold, obvious, bold faced lie. Because, like you said, yeah. if if that was the case, they would have rolled the bean footage back. Well, not even that. Malaysia does not have her kids. Um, you know, from what I've seen on her Instagram and on Twitter, Malaysia don't post her kids a lot. And it's not to say because they dirty or anything, but she probably just tries to shield them from the internet bullshit. Mm-hmm. Some shit she just don't want, you know, to expose them to her or, you know, leave the door open for people to be mean and nasty where her kids are involved. So how would anybody really know if her kids is dirty or not? How many times have we seen Malaysia's kids? I guarantee you, you would have to go way, way back to the early days of Basketball Wives L.A. When her and uh, Gennaro Pargo was still together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, to, like I said, the whole all of this pissed me off because Jackie handled this really, really poorly for her to consider Malaysia a friend. Absolutely. And Malaysia and, got and, right in Jackie's face as soon as she showed up. And Jackie like, oh, well, I got to pee. I'm not trying to get into this, Malaysia. Bitch, we're about to get into this because everybody but you has brought this to me. But it started with you. Mm, you the missus motherfucker, but you. you the missus motherfucker, but you ain't got time for it. Okay. Not even that. You did all of this, Jackie. You, the fir- you was the first point of contact for all of this. And you don't have nan receipt to back it up. Hmm. You have basically been the one spreading this rumor because none of the other girls knew this shit even happened. Down to goddamn Jennifer and Dominique. Yep. Because you're the one who gave Evelyn, the dude in Atlanta's phone number. Yeah. To call him. You've been right there at the helm steering this boat of mess. Yeah. 
absolutely. And so I, I truly, truly do not have a problem with Malaysia wanting to beat Jackie the fuck up. Right. Although but we I know said, that wasn't going. We know that wasn't going to happen because yeah, if Malaysia wanted to throw hands, she could have thrown hands. She had every opportunity. I would my get my guess on that was that she was holding back because that is her friend. Like she don't want to fight her friend for real, for real. But she had every right to check Jackie about the shit, and Jackie handled this poorly as well. Like she usually does. So you going to fight Malaysia for being in your face about some shit that you've been spreading around? You going to hit her with a chair? Huh? Yeah. Every time the shit gets called back to you, Jackie, you want to act crazy. Like when, because when Tammy told you to your face, you a messy fake bitch. You mad at Tammy. Mm -hmm. But Tammy didn't tell a lie. She didn't. And wasn't it some nigga that was with her getting into the shit with try, or trying to get into the yeah, shit? Yeah, whoever too? that dude, that friend that she brought with is a whole bitch. Yeah. Why? And my my thing was Jackie. Why are you hanging with people this much younger than you? Mm. A Jackie Christie is every bit of fucking sixty. What are you doing, hanging with motherfuckers Christian age? And he trying to get all in Malaysia face and talk shit. Girl, Jackie, you are truly trifling. Truly trash. And apparently from the previews, this, this, this shit going to kick back up again because that's what they're going to pick up on. So. And honestly, one of the other ladies need to bring a man with them to whoop his ass because he was doing three fucking much. Absolutely. The good says Google say Jackie Christie is 50 and she's way too fucking old for the shit I, that she does at 50. Oof. Fifty. Mm. Google Google girl, you might be lying. Tammy is Tammy is forty nine and Jackie Christie is fifty. Let that sink in, cause Tammy looks much younger than Jackie Christie. Mm. Mm. Evelyn I mean, is forty three. Shawnee is forty four. Jen is forty four. Uh they got Christian age. Stupid. The age of bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the age of stupidity. The age, mm. age of trifling heifer. Mm. Stupid bitch. I just I. Would. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie though. I I was here for the for the theatrics, so I enjoyed Jackie and Malaysia getting in each other's faces. But like I said, I don't think that uh, Malaysia had any intention of actually fighting her. She just wanted to let her know, like, bitch, I will get in your face about some shit. But we friends, so I'm not, I'm not trying to fight you for real unless you hit me first. And then I'm sure Malaysia would probably tag uh, Jackie's ass. Yeah. And that was pretty much the episode. I don't even remember what happened in the preview because I'm starting to be fatigued with this season. Like, it's been mess and they've been doing some bullshit every episode, but it's still circling around the same shit every week and is getting tired. Yeah. Like I've had enough of the CC and OG shit. I hope that them making up this episode is the end of that. I've had enough of the honestly of the Kristen and CC shit, but I'm sure that's not going to end cuz she'd have got Thomas pulled in being stupid and 
Oh yeah, it seemed from the preview, uh, Byron gonna have a talk with uh with Thomas and yeah. be be like, nigga, the fuck are you doing? So hopefully Byron is like enough of this shit. Enough of this shit. I don't know how Kristen twisted things in your mind. CC ain't did shit to no fucking body. You are my son. You bringing your ass to my wedding, and that's just is what it is. Let's hope because he and is in a, a perfect cook. world. Thomas would bring that back to Kristen and be like, "Bitch, get your fucking shit together." Like that's what Kristen needs. Chris and I said this before. Kristen needs Thomas to go full Michael Vick and do yeah. a full stop. Yeah, and, and we know he too pussy to do it. Yeah, because so, yeah. he should have never got this far. Like there is no way that I as a man will allow you as my wife to get on national TV and use our family as your storyline in a negative manner to the point where I am not speaking to my father. Using our family to cause cause strife in the family. You are a whole fucking bozo that you didn't check your wife. I don't give a fuck what was going on with the Scots and CeCe and them. That shit should have never made it to our TV screen for Kristen's storyline. Because if you strip it away, we know absolutely nothing about Kristen. Not a teen. So yeah, Thomas, you... Honestly, at this point, you can suffer alongside your wife. It seems like that's the decision you've made or the decision that was made for you. (laughs) And I mean, you're going to have to suffer the consequences. And I, I really hope that Byron gets your ass full stop together because it's what you deserve. Yep. Talking about what CC did, you don't think could be repaired. What the fuck has she done? I'm still waiting on the receipts on what, what CC has really done to tear y'all family apart. Mm-hmm. Other than make your father happy, which seems to account for literally nothing in this instance, I guess. Y'all Nobody gives a fuck that Byron is happy. <laughs> Y'all have been big mad at that girl for two seasons now. Over nothing. While no, while not having a problem uh asking her for jobs and shit. Like I still will never get over that. You didn't have no London, you ain't had no problems with CC when you was working for her. Mm. When you was getting a check from her. And probably wasn't doing too much of shit. You was probably a receptionist making more than receptionists fucking make. To help you get back on your feet on top of After everything your else. Divorce, talking about she didn't ask about my divorce. Bitch, this work. I'm not here to talk about your personal problems at work. Child. Like like we've been said and we've been called out, these issues that they have with their father have been long existent before Cece came into the picture. Yep. Because if I'm not mistaken, when I did my Googles and from what um, they said on that show, Byron and Cece met in 2014. And Mm. I want to say Byron divorced his wife not more than two to three years before he met Cece. Mm hmm. So it's like so you had to have had these issues with your father for a while because. Cece, this didn't just Cece happen only, in five years. Right. Cece only been around for five years. And and part of that five years had to be good if you were sitting up there working for this lady. And being friends with her. 
Kristen. Just did like I this didn't just come out the blue. They've been had an issue with Byron, and Thomas allowed his wife to exploit it for a storyline so that she could get a check because she don't do nothing else. Mm, nope. Because we sat here racking our brains trying to figure out what the fuck does Kristen have going for herself outside of being on this show, being married to Thomas, and being a mother to that little girl. Wait and we're not even saying it's not a job. We're just saying it ain't for all the mess that you keep up on this show. You could be doing something far more lucrative. The check cannot be worth the mess, the havoc you wreaking on your goddamn family. Exactly. But my point is, if you had something else going on, then maybe you could use that instead of throwing your family under the bus at every stop. Every fucking stop. And for you to claim to be so family oriented, you sure don't have no issue using the family to your benefit to to propel yourself on this show. And the thing about that is, what's the end game? Because all you're doing is making yourself look bad. And just because they coddle you on the show, that don't mean that people don't know what's really going on, what's really real. Because even on the After Buzz podcast, they was dragging Kristen about being trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't just us on Ratchet Ramblings that have this viewpoint of you, bitch. You try it's, it's in the body with common goddamn sense. Anybody that's not on this show, probably. Mm-hmm. Listen. And the only reason, honestly, if we're gonna peel back the, if we're gonna continue continue down this rabbit hole of just talking, <laughs> truth of the matter is the only reason that Jen and Evelyn probably fuck with you to begin with is just because they don't like Cece. It ain't got nothing to do with you. Nothing right. at all. They could not care a, less not about a thing. you. They could not. They was, listen, they was all on board to be friends with Cece until Cece confronted them about that happy ending bullshit. Mm-hmm. They was coming to the spa parties. They was, you know, wanting to get treatments and all this other shit. And then when she found out what was said, which was delivered via Kristen as well. Again, it all comes back to Kristen. Yep. Uh, y'all didn't want to fuck with her after she called y'all out. Then it was, oh, you can't take a joke. You too serious. Blah. Yeah, whatever, bitch. Yeah, I'm a, I'm serious about my money. Play yeah. with me about it and see what happened. Mm-hmm. And I did like on the podcast when Cece was like, part of the reason why I don't react the same way that these girls do is because, and this was to me shade. And I live for her, even though she probably wouldn't say a shade or doesn't think it's shade. She was like, but, I, you know, I've had a real job for over a decade. She's like, I was a nurse. I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff. So when these girls come at me about some stupid stuff, I don't. What am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to react? Because, like, I've I've seen human brains. <laughs> what you saying don't mean nothing to me. It, it doesn't really matter. It's not that serious. And when she said that, it made a lot of sense about why she reacts to things the way that she does. Yeah. And why Byron and she mesh so well together. Because Byron be the same way. It's not that big of a deal. What's the, what's, what, is, what is the issue? Nothing that y'all are bent out of shape about is a big deal. It's not right. It's not, it's not a big deal to people who don't need this show to sustain anything. Listen, because... The shit coming out about Thomas's lineage, we ain't heard shit about that. We ain't seen Thomas say shit about that. We ain't heard Kristen say shit about that since that episode about Thomas and how he was dealing with that. 
But you gonna you got the narrative go to your daddy talking about uh CC move funny. I know you fucking lied to me, Thomas. When it was when it was your father who confirmed the shit to OG. Yeah, CC said it when he wasn't there, but he didn't he he didn't have no issue with it. He was like, Yeah, it's true. What's the big deal? It that it ain't no secret. And like I said, when I pulled the whole card on that, Thomas's father had already revealed that the the year prior. He revealed that last year on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. His and his father is an actor. I don't remember his name now, but go back to well, I don't even know what episode it was. You know, whatever. Um, if you Google Byron, I mean not Byron. What's his name? Thomas, Thomas. Scott. His real father's name will come up, and you can look at his IMDb. But I'm ready for basketball wise to start concentrating on something else because enough is enough. Yeah, they they wearing me thin with this uh, Kristen, constant shit. family family mess. Yeah, like it's I, I get it, but please stop playing with folks' family. Let's let's leave that alone. Yeah. Last thing I want to say before we wrap things up: Malaysia closed on that. Ha- what does Malaysia do for money? Get child support. Uh, okay. Well, well. Oh, she got that wig line too. Let me you. That was shady, Candace. (laughs) 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 My bad. (laughs) She um she has that wig. She has a wig weave stuff, and uh, I don't know what else she has going. I know that she does get um child support and alimony from Gennaro Pargo since they're divorced. Um, that's why I said that, but yeah, she does have that wig line. Cause remember last season when she had the girls trying on some of her wigs and shit. Yeah. Oh, at that. Yeah, yeah and they was making fun of OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. That's the thing, I guess, child. I guess. I'm not sure yeah. if I would trust wigs from Malaysia. They mm. they always look good. They so. don't like. She is only a step. A half of a step above Jaylon Aaron, or I'm sorry, London, England. <laughs> Friend. <laughs> Friend. Goddamn. I'm just saying, the wigs, they don't be that fire. I, I cannot disagree. <laughs> and Malaysia's beautiful and she fine as fuck, thick as hell. But we have to we have to call a spade a spade and a call a part apart, I guess. I mean call or a, a uh, lack of a part apart. Okay, shit. call a closure a closure. I guess I don't know, but mm. I just have to be honest. But that's gonna wrap up this episode, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the new edition. We are looking forward to seeing what happens on Beyond the Pole, or as I like to call it, Stripper Strife. Curtis. <laughs> Okay, let's go. Let's end the the show. All right, see y'all next week, okay? Bye. (laughs) Fuck y'all. Yeah, man. (laughs) 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 Fucking menace. Jesus Christ. (laughs) The menace in Curtis the Menace is is literal. Okay. Oh, man. Damn. Y'all overreacting <laughs> like motherfucking Malaysia. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> Tearing this family apart. Okay. <laughs> Being clever. Fuck God the family. <laughs> <laughs> the family laughed at my joke. <laughs> <laughs>